are listening to Spitball with Adri Ballhawk Mellows. Hello and welcome to this week 7 edition of Spitball. I'm your host, Adri Ballhawk Mallows, and this week I have no co-host. That's right, myself and Marcus seem to be playing podcast tag at the moment and it's my turn to host the show on my own, so hope I do him proud like he did for me last week. Thank you again, Marcus. Great show, listened to it myself and you did very well holding the fort, buddy, but hopefully you won't have to do that too often. Join me after this short break when I will be back with our quickfire roundup of the Week 7 action. The Super Bowl is defined by spectacular plays, and those that have the longest staying power are often the longest runs. From time to time, for some teams, lightning strikes twice. As time passes, those plays and players grow in stature. Throughout Super Bowl history, familiar faces have risen to the moment. Even if it means rising and running in the opposite direction. With another super stage on the verge of being set, who will join them in a run for immortality? We start this week's quickfire roundup with the Thursday night NFC West showdown between the Seahawks and 49ers. Both teams have had their struggles this year and it's led to a pretty non-eventful game. Beast Mode had a big first half and finished the day with 122 yards and a touchdown. The 49ers offense was non-existent again. Seattle won this game 20-3. On to Game 2 of the International Series now between the Buffalo Bills and Jacksonville Jaguars at Wembley. At one point in this game, it looked like we were in for another blowout, becoming a bit of a thing at international series games where one team just takes the lead and then the rest of the game is just dull. But oh no, despite the Jags taking a 27-3 lead thanks to two defensive touchdowns, Buffalo Bills managed to claw their way back into this game thanks to touchdown receptions from Robert Woods and Marcus Easley. Bills managed to take a fourth quarter lead thanks to a Corey Graham interception, putting them up 31-27. But somehow, Blake Bortles decided he was not going to be on this Wembley game oh no not today he managed to lead his team back and finished off the drive with a touchdown pass to Alan Hearns which was quite spectacular something I'm going to put in the show notes for you because it was an unbelievable catch Jacksonville won this game 34-31 we come on now to the NFC North as the Vikings took on the Lions in Detroit I'm not sure what's happening with the Lions these days they are really starting to struggle at the moment personally I think it's down to a lack of run game and I really think they need to give Theo Riddick the ball a lot more often that kid is a stud and he'll do big things if they just give him the opportunities to back to the game itself now and the lions got the early lead but the vikings came back took the lead with an amazing catch from stefan diggs late in the game and the vikings went on to win this game 28 to 19 New Orleans versus Indianapolis now. This game got out of hand early as the Saints put up a 27-0 lead thanks to some turnovers and a great fake field goal pass from Luke McCown to Benjamin Watson. The Colts tried to rally late on in this game, but it was too little, too late, and the Saints went on to win 27-21. 
come on now to Pittsburgh versus Kansas City. The Chiefs were without their main man Jamal Charles this week and it showed there were only field goals scored in the first half of this game. But Kansas defense really stepped up this week, forcing three turnovers and it eventually led to the win. Kansas wins 23-13. to We come on now to the Houston versus Miami game and I'm really lost for words. This game was just a blowout from the start. The Texans looked shell-shocked, whilst the Dolphins were just on fire, much like they have been of late. Not much else to say on this game, to be honest, except congratulations to the Dolphins for your 44-26 win over the Texans. Cleveland versus St. Louis now, and Cleveland are a team that have really been hit and miss this year, and unfortunately, this game was more miss than hit. Todd Gurley had a big day for the Rams, with 128 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and he also had four receptions for 35 yards as the Rams went on to win 24-6. On to the AFC East now, and the Jets paid a visit to the Patriots. Both teams have great records this year and the winner would surely take an edge in the division title. The game started off with some drop catches from Julian Edelman and Brandon Marshall, both struggling to hold on to passes. In the end though, the Jets had to settle for far too many field goals and we all know against the Patriots you need touchdowns, not field goals. Patriots came away with a win, 30-23. Atlanta versus Tennessee now and Marcus Mariota was out injured for this game and Zach Messenberger got the start for the Titans. Other than that, there really isn't much to say about this game. It was pretty dire, and the Falcons came away with a win, 10-7. Tampa versus Washington now. This game, on the other hand, was an absolute barn burner. It started from infestration for the Redskins. The Bucks took a 24-0 lead. I wouldn't have been surprised if Skins fans started to walk away from the stadium, but if they did, they would have missed one of the greatest comebacks in their team history, led by Kirk Cousins, who won the game with a six-yard touchdown pass to Jordan Reed. Redskins win. 31-30 On to the AFC West now and we had yet another game with a team taking an impressive early lead as the Raiders went up 30-6 by half time Amari Cooper had a great game for the Raiders with 5 receptions for 133 yards and 1 touchdown Chargers tried to come back late in the game with 3 TDs in the 4th quarter but the Raiders held on to win 37-29 to on to the NFC East now as Dallas took on the New York Giants. Matt Castle got the start this week at quarterback for the Cowboys as they headed into New York to take on their division rivals. This was a close game throughout the night despite multiple turnovers by the Cowboys but the game hinged on a 100-yard kickoff return from Dwayne Harris which was just after the Dallas Cowboys got level. The ensuing kickoff taken back 100 yards for the touchdown. In the end, the Giants came away with a win 27-20. Sunday Night Football now as the Eagles travelled to Carolina where our old friend EJ the Hood Elgin was pitch side. Unfortunately, we didn't get a pitch side report from him, but I'm sure he had one a hell of a time. Both teams battled hard in this one and hit some explosive plays like Ryan Matthews' 63-yard touchdown run and Mike Talbot's bulldozing two-yard touchdown reception. Panthers' defence in the end proved too much for that Eagles' offence and the Panthers came away with a win, 27-16. We finished this week with some Monday night football as the Arizona Cardinals hosted the Baltimore Ravens. This game saw some strange play as Chris Johnson was tackled and held, but his knees didn't touch the floor. The refs didn't blow it dead despite Chris Johnson being in a bear hug. Johnson got up after being released and ran it and nearly scored a touchdown. Can't believe this didn't get blown dead. Unbelievable, seriously. The refs need to take a big look at themselves after this one. Downtown John Brown also made some big plays for the Cardinals. Baltimore blocked a punt, but in the end, it wasn't enough. Joe Flacco threw an interception in the end zone with the game on the line. Cardinals came away with the win 26-18. 
don't know you, bro. You're having one of those days. Hey, baby, you're having one of those days. I say that to say this. If you wouldn't have did what you would have did, then we wouldn't have been where we was at to get what we got. That just don't make no sense, dog. Marcus, put your shoe on. Put it on. Jeez. I can't face with these gloves. <laughs> I think I trim my tooth. I wish I had some gold so you can bite me some teeth. We come on now to my weekly thoughts and musings. First off, I want to say the International Series game, I think, is an absolutely phenomenal thing for this sport. I mean, it brings fans from all over the world together. English fans, American fans. I mean, I even saw fans there from the Czech Republic this weekend. We had a Bills Mafia official party on Saturday night, which people could go to. I'm sure they had a great evening. Thanks to the UK Bills backers for hosting that one. Normally with these games, as I mentioned earlier, they're normally blowouts, but hopefully this is going to be the start of the brilliant games. This game for me, the Jags-Bills game, is in my top three international series games. We're 13 in now, so... Onwards and upwards, and we hope these games only get better. Next up, I want to talk about something that I'm sure has been grinding Marcus's gears this year and also this week, and that for me is the refs calling too much pass interference. I mean, we know this is a physical game, and I appreciate if someone's being hauled to the ground or someone's arms being held yet, you've got to call pass interference, but when there's just a little bit of contact and both players are trying to make a fair attempt at the ball, you've got to let them go. You've got to let them play. I mean, there's been some big PI calls this week that have really had an impact on games especially in the Bills-Jags game, uncannily. But for me, I just think you've got to let these players go out there and play because it's almost becoming too one-sided in favour of the offence and no one needs that. Next up, I want to talk about how 21 of the 32 NFL teams have a record of 500 or less after seven weeks. Is it me? Is the league really starting to get more equal? Or... This year is the standard dropping that badly that teams are throwing away wins and they just don't know what to do with themselves. Let us know what you think, remember? Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. A couple of other things I just want to finish off with, and that is some news from around the league, and that is Ryan Mallett has been released by the Houston Texans. We know he was previously battling with Brian Hoyer for the starting quarterback position there, but now there isn't a battle. Ryan Mallett reportedly missed the team's chartered flight this week. That, with an indiscretion earlier on in preseason where he missed a training session because he said his alarm didn't go off, has led to him being released. We wish him, obviously, all the best for the future, but you can understand why the Texans would make that move. For me, it's great to see teams bringing in that kind of discipline, and I don't understand why teams don't discipline their players more in situations where they're in contract holdouts, like we saw at the start of the season earlier with Cam Chancellor. Once that situation is resolved, for me, they should think about bringing in a ban for the player for putting the team through that kind of hassle. Maybe like a two, three, maybe even a four game ban when you put your team through such emotional stress and when you're on a contract holdout. That's just my thoughts, you know. At Spitball here, we also love to hear your thoughts. So, you know, if you've got any thoughts on the holdout or what happened to Ryan Mallett this week, remember. Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. And I'm going to finish off this week talking about the five teams that remain undefeated you have new england cincinnati denver carolina and green bay five great teams five teams that have great quarterbacks at the helm also is that just a coincidence 
Who knows? Little fact for you, since 2007, 10 out of the 11 teams who have started 6-0 have made the playoffs. Do we think all of those five are going to make the playoffs? It certainly looks that way at the moment, but... Again, you know, we want to hear your say, so remember. Hey guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. You are listening to Spitball. We come on now to our impact player and our this week. As I say, it's just a show with me on my own, so we only have one impact player and one to give you. So, gonna start this week with my impact player and i have gone for amari cooper wide receiver for the oakland raiders mentioned him earlier in my game review but he had just five receptions but managed to get 133 yards and one touchdown every time this guy got the ball it looked like sparks were gonna fly he had a couple of massive plays and he's really coming on this is his first season he's only a rookie and he's playing for oakland I mean, if you can do good things at a team like Oakland, you must be special. So, congratulations to Amari Cooper for being this week's Impact Player. Come on now to my... And this week, I am going for Denver to beat Green Bay by 55-45, to so three points or less. Bear in mind, both of these teams are currently undefeated, which is why I think the game is going to be so, so close. Spanhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spamheadproductions.weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Well, that wraps it up from me for another week, but I'll be joined again by my co-host Marcus next week, which I'm sure you will all be grateful for. All that remains is for me to thank our producer, Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions. To remind you that we are downloadable on iTunes and our more recent shows are rebroadcast on the Awake Radio Network. Also, guys, don't forget if you want to get in touch with us. Hey, guys, if you want to get a hold of Audrey or Marcus, send them an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at ballhawksnest, at Adri Mallows, at Marcus underscore innuendo. And until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by.